Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. She is a comedian and panelist from the Now You've Seen It podcast, Alice Lauren. And he is Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and Time Bandits Minute podcasts. It may take us years to get anywhere. We'll have no money, no decent place to live. We'll have to work, get kicked around. But at least we have this episode! Hey everybody, welcome to the Best Minutes Podcast. Today we're talking about Minute 112. Minute 112 starts with Peggy making a very bad decision and ends with Al and Millie leaving to go to the banquet. What are, your, what are your opening thoughts on this minute, Alice? Hold on, I'm just watching it again because my brain is like, <laughs> I'm on the intro. <laughs> Man, Myrna Loy really looks a lot like Betty Davis mm-hmm. in this, uh, in the still at IMDb. Well, kind of generally, actually. Like young Betty Davis. So what is the name of this guy that walks in and escorts her to the, uh, to the married man? Right. Randomly. <laughs> So interesting. Mr. Murrow. You know what's interesting is I thought that was Fred for a second. Like, I like I literally, my initial reaction to him was, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, leave that married man and go after <laughs> Mr. Murrow. Mr. Murrow is played by Victor Cutler. Oh, my God, I want to look at this man again. Hold on. <laughs> so sorry. This is what I'm watching a minute over and over for. Do you need a few minutes alone? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's good that this is a Victor podcast Cutler. so people can just... You know, turn this off for a few minutes. Just kidding, don't. But <laughs> So Victor Cutler has it all over Frederick March for you. Yeah, yeah, Dana Andrews. Oh my goodness. Wait, I want to find, I want a movie all about this man. <laughs> I don't even know what he does in the rest of the movie. And wait, so like, he was given a drink before he escorts her? Like, right. like just drink and drive, no big deal? Like, I don't. She'll be fine. Here, gentleman that is escorting my daughter, have some alcohol. Maybe it's walking distance. It, yeah, I know. They didn't, really, they didn't really establish that in the movie. Oh, that's right. They're in Ohio. Oh. What cornfield are they going to? I have no concept of Ohio. I'm sorry, Ohio listeners. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like everything's in Ohio, but also, like, I'm not quite, like, like, like all the Hall of Fames, you know? She's going to. Can you imagine? She's going. To, she's going to the football hall of fame with her married man. That's it. That's the right date. The best date night. Is it though? Is it in Ohio? I don't even. You know what? Cedar Point. That's that's what. That's it. I'm trying to brainstorm possible dates, like for a married man and a young woman asking for a friend. Well, the friend is the woman in this movie, of course. How ballsy it would be, yeah, to be that that girl. I can't even imagine. I, I mean, the chutzpah. I can't. Oh, that's what I was saying. I had there was a girl. Okay, so I was in this band. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I was young and hot. So there were a lot of girls, and this one girl didn't know I was married. Actually, probably a lot of them didn't know I was married. But one was particularly ballsy. She came to my house, mm-hmm. and my wife answered the door, and she asked for me. <gasps> And so, so I'm like, hi. Oh, <laughs> and she no. goes, hey, I wanted to see, there's this great band playing over at blah, blah, blah. I wanted to see if you wanted to go with. And I was like, 
honey, do we want to go to see a cool band? And she had, like, this girl had obviously taken time to do her makeup and her hair and, like, everything to come over to ask me. Just out of the blue. Talk about brave. Wow. So you think that she knew and or she didn't know? No, she didn't know. Yeah. And like, how to, so I was how like, to play oh, that no, cool. You know, we're going we're gonna to do something else tonight, but, but have fun there tonight. And she was all embarrassed, you know, and she's like, okay, thank you, and walked away, and I was just like, oh, my God. So how was the fight was afterwards so... with your wife? <laughs> oh, no, we didn't really. Oh, okay. I've... She knew. She knew. She's married to me. Yeah. The groupies. The groupies. You just deal with them. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what she's up to here, except that they're going to have this extended, like, thing happening in a restaurant. I don't know. That's... And in fact... Fascinating. Because part of our mandate is to not pretend like we haven't seen this movie before. So I'm just going to jump ahead quick and watch this party scene and see how it goes. And I'll just describe it to you as we go. Yeah, because I was trying to remember if she was like being intimidating back, you know, kind of having that, like, this is my man, this is my turf, this is my power move. Well, Fred's wife doesn't really like him that much. Yeah, true. Anyway. I mean, she's cheating, isn't she? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like... Or, Is she cheating? Or at least there's men, male admirers. Well, that scene starts with Woody and What's-Her-Face trapped on the dance floor because it's so packed. You know Mr. Merrill? Yeah. Oh, my future husband from 1946. Five, they finally push their way off the dance floor, and Fred and his wife are all dancing in the same thing. He looks extremely unhappy. Oh, man. So this guy... Uh, Woody, that's with, what's her name? Peggy, Peggy, Peggy. It's because Peggy sounds like an old lady name, but, like, they would be old ladies now. That threw you off last time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'd be probably dead. So old that they're probably dead, yeah. Okay, we figured she was 27 and 46. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes her, yeah, she's almost 100 now if she's alive. But anyway. So Elle and Millie are the old people. Not old people, but the mommy and daddy. So Woody sits down and he goes, I can't understand why you're not crazy about me. He says this to Peggy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yep, that's coming back to me. Because, okay, so they were, like, kind of double dating, right? I mean, it was under yeah, they, under the guise of a double date. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're on a double date. Yeah. And so she's, so she really, so this really isn't, like, a Pornhub date. She's yeah. out with Woody. Yeah. I'm on a date. But she, that is so, oh, my but God. But she's. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to get on this. I'm not going to get on this train again about porn dates. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but she's but she's secretly after Fred. Just based on names alone, would you rather have a Fred or a Woody? Uh, Fred, I gotta say. Rather? I think so. I don't know. Woody would be weird. Someone who grew up with the name Woody these days would end up very weird. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to help Either it. They just a, go a through school. Either a woodpecker or Woody Guthrie, and then I just think of some boring old musician. <laughs> so. so then they're joined by Fred and whatever her name is, and she grabs Woody to take him dancing. And that is that. Now Peggy and Fred are alone. And then Fred is immediately like, why did you do this, Freddy? <laughs> oh, it was her idea to call up Marie and go out together. Did they kiss that afternoon? Did they what? Did they kiss? Did they kiss? I'm asking. Um, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Like, was it? Like, I kind of, like, for example, wanted to say, you know, this is kind of, this minute sort of starts out reminding me of, like, Little Mermaid, 
where she's like, you know, I know what I'm doing. You know, you just have to trust me. And the dad just like, yeah, whatever, let her do whatever. And it's just interesting. Like, she kind of has that naivete, maybe immaturity about, you know, whatever. It's a married man, and then as soon as I meet his wife, I will be fine. Like, it'll get in my head that this man is off limits. What am I doing? (laughs) Well, you know, this all started because she went into that department store and basically made a date with him to have, like, this romantic lunch. Mm -hmm. So earlier in the day, they have this romantic lunch together. And then she calls up Marie, Fred's wife. Yeah. and, And sets up a double date. Can you imagine doing this in your real life? Right? How would that ever work? I mean... So she's telling herself... She already knows, like, he's interested, but it's, like, such a... I mean, I don't want to call her names, but, like, it's such a bitch move. Like, you call, you talk to the wife? Like, I just... Like, it's it's such a power move, but yet she's also kind of pretending that it'll, like, end the crush for her as soon as she meets the girl. You know what? They're super in love and they're great together and I should back off but nope not in this instance well and like she's not really she knows it's not really gonna end the crush she's doing it yeah she's lying to herself exactly. but she's doing it just because she wants to spend more time with him mm-hmm. and doesn't really care like what that is so Peggy is I think we probably from our discussions that we've had off the air mm-hmm. we both agree that Peggy is probably not a bad person she's just very naive yeah absolutely she doesn't really get that she doesn't she's hiding her own motives even from herself but it's like because her theory it's weird here because is she doesn't she doesn't look like a you know teenage girl she was supposed to be you know supposed to be a teenage character but you know it, it just sounds like it's coming out of the mouth of a 30-something-year-old woman who should know better. <laughs> well, that is that is kind of weird, but I think back in the time, they probably did look older. Does that make sense? Maybe. I think everyone tried to dress older. And I know we... Because if they're expected, if they're expected to be adults already at right. 16 and yeah. start having jobs and families and stuff, they probably, you know, want to get the updo and wear the nice dress and not be kids. I don't know, maybe. But, <laughs> I think teenagers look so young now to me. Like I remember looking back at like my old like like high school, you know, senior whatever, senior fun day at the local YMCA kind of things, and you're like, wow, did we, you know, this was, oh my god, it's gonna be like ten years ago, uh, and I'm like, how was even the style was so different back then, and you know, we look like babies, and men don't have their you know scruffs and you know whatever whatever, you know, facial hair going on and muscles and whatever you would think that they had already gotten by 18, but it's just, it's interesting. Everyone looks so boyish or a little girl or, you know, something like that. They still totally look like kids. Yeah. You know, the thing that, the thing that really strikes me about this is as she's telling her parents Mm -hmm. that she's planning on going out and kind of what her plan is, she looks very distraught. I mean, she looks... She looks like, like I was saying, like, like like Ariel and Little Mermaid. Like, I love this man, Dad, and I, you know, I'm not going to leave him, and I know what I'm doing, and I, you know, all the, all, all the Disney movies. She's a Disney princess. Let's get her in the canon. <laughs> I love it. I think that this little subplot of this movie is just so interesting to me. The first time I saw this movie, this this movie struck me as way more mature than something that should exist in 1946. 
Sure. Like there wasn't, to me, old movies were dumb. People dancing and making big faces and, you know, stupid comedy noises and all that stuff. <laughs> I guess so. So the first time I experienced this movie, I was I was like, this is real serious. Yeah. This is cinema and not just stupid old vaudeville comedy, which is kind of, I was kind of expecting, you know, snappy dialogue yeah. and It's not duck soup, yeah. Yeah, like a duck soup thing. And this thing came on like it was a serious play that had been transferred to movie. You know, not knowing at the time, of course, that it was a novel. And so then with all of that, it, it really it really blew my expectations away. Because with all of that expectation of things like duck soup, to have them bring up such a serious and mature topic in such an old movie was really eye-opening to me. It was kind of the beginning of me starting to take old movies seriously and really watch them. That it wasn't comedic, and it, right, as you were saying, you know, it's not hokey, but it's also not like some sort of, I don't know, I don't know if she's around back then, I don't know if I'm in the right century here, but like Agatha Christie, kind of mysterious, or, you know, it's, it's drama, but it's hokey drama, or it's, you know, like that kind of thing. So I, I understand definitely that you had this dramatic sense in this film, but it was also fairly romantic. And then definitely Peggy, you know, stepping out of this social norm, you know, of, of she, she seems like a very buttoned up kind of individual. And then you see her have these, these character flaws of, well, oh gosh, you know, I really like this man and I'm going to call his wife. And Interesting. <laughs> Which is just, for the time period, 1946, the things this thing deals with, coming right out of the war. And, and that's kind of one of the things, too. Knowing that this is World War Two, you think of, okay, I, and I've nailed this down now. Those World War Two movies are what I thought of as cinema from World War Two. Everything was hyper-romantic, and nobody had any nuance, and everybody just was, you know, like what they appeared to be on the surface. Yeah. Except for the bad guy who was always obviously the bad guy and hiding something, so you knew he was hiding something and it wasn't a surprise. Yeah, it's it's, in this it's one, the depth, it's the nuance. Nuance is the correct word for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't you don't expect that from a from a movie from nineteen forty six. And it just it hooked me in so hard. I've I've seen this movie now probably about ten times just because of that. And also went on to watch things like Casablanca and Oh, that one with Orson Welles. <laughs> you know, that that little minor movie. I can't remember the name. I know. I, I just saw Citizen Kane the other day because I knew Mank came out. And I wanted to see Mank and Mank, you know. Both of those, I didn't like them, really, but... You didn't like Citizen Kane? No, I don't I don't get it. It's just a thing. I don't I don't know. I didn't... I don't know. Kind of, kind of a bore. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Screw this movie. Let's talk about Citizen Kane for a minute. <laughs> I don't even remember it. It's so uh, unnoticeable. I don't know. Like, I know people are like, oh, when he walks past all those mirrors, and that's cool. But I, I think somebody was saying, <laughs> you're, so, you're so freaked out. Um, <laughs> like, like, who was it? I think someone else who who's also doing these minutes as well was talking about how, like, well, 
and or maybe it was you. Who knows? Who knows what it was? But like at that time, it was impressive. The you know the, the camera work and the cinematography were things that were new then. Now it's like, oh, okay. But that is still that's still the language of cinematography mm-hmm. these days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We still do those same things. We still express things the same way. In fact, we do that in photography too. Mm-hmm. That movie. I don't know if it invented it, but it sure made it obvious to the masses. What is good versus what is bad? Mm. Paying attention to things cutting through people's heads and the way that shadows fall on people's faces and and all of that stuff. That all, it didn't start there. It started, obviously, with with the masters, you know, the painters. Right. But they found a way to translate that to cinema for the first time in Citizen Kane. And then everything has built on that since. And, like, shooting two people... As if it was a stage shooting two people speaking versus one person speaks and, and the camera is, you know, close up on them or not, it doesn't have to be close up, but camera's on them and the other person speaks camera only on them. So, I mean, I, I can I can appreciate it. Yeah, the language of cinema, the language of pacing, mm-hmm. even dialogue seemed more real in that movie instead of standard. But you don't like it, so we'll just have to leave it at that, I guess. Hot, hot take <laughs> of the day. Now everyone has now shut off this episode. No. Oh, yeah. As soon as you said that you didn't like Citizen Kane, they were like, well, there's no point listening to her anymore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they didn't think I was annoying. Now they're like, well, her movie views are her sh-. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to go check you out on TikTok. Oh, that's right. My TikTok's all about Citizen Kane, coincidentally. No. <laughs> it's the Citizen Kane of TikToks. Qu- the Citizen Kane of TikToks. What would William Randolph Hearst TikTok be like? No. <laughs> Probably a lot like Trump's, honestly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, we're not going to talk about that. No. We're, this is coming we're talking, out in 2021. Ta- 2121. We're talking, yeah. I mean, 2021. Whatever it is, we're talking about the best years of our lives, okay? So, we got this. <laughs> So, all that really happens in the rest of this minute is that Woody, Woody comes and picks up Peggy. He has a good, strong, stiff drink, and then he gets her in her car and gets her gets her in his car and drives to the to the dancing place. And actually, we don't see that in the scene. We just see that mom and dad are leaving for uh, mm-hmm. for his thing, which we know is going to be you know that disastrous speech that he gives at the bank party, which some other some other group of minutes will get into that. Or maybe we will. <gasps> oh my That's God. right. We're only on our second minute out of ten. Woo! Final thoughts for minute one eleven, Alice. Go. Well, I don't know. I mean, her her acting, Peggy's acting, is it's just adorable. Hold on, I have to. I'm gonna try to mimic what she's how she says this. I okay, ready? I guess I'll stop being silly about the whole thing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love that expression. I I had to like watch that again for two seconds and just be like. Well, I guess I'll just stop being so silly. I love it. This is the acting. This is this is my intro to the podcast. This is how I. Pretty sure I did it that way. You can find this <laughs> podcast and stop being so silly. I learned all my acting from from this film. No, but I feel like they used kind of like genuinely a different style from for acting back then. Like a, I mean, way different. Like way different school of thought. It was a little bit more dramatic. They, they definitely emphasized 
face facial stuff and head movements and stuff. You know, it wasn't too far away from from people coming from the stage. Right. I, I think in 1946, movies were getting old enough that they were establishing their own thing, but they weren't like real life yet. Yeah. They were still dramatic turns and pauses. Exactly. And, and people's people's eyes looking fiery and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And the other funny thing is, like, it was like I didn't even recognize that that was Al. We've seen so many men in suits. I didn't even recognize that that was Al, like, escorting his wife out. I was like, oh, another man? <laughs> you can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. You can find the Best Minutes podcast on Facebook at Butch's Place, the best years of our lives, Listener's Cafe, and on Twitter at The Best Minutes. You might not know this, but there are over 170 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. I'm Curtis Blaze, and you can find me at TheTimeBanditsMinute.com and BlazePortraits.com. And I'm Alice Lauren, and you can find me on Twitter at PodSocialite and on TikTok at PodcastSocialite. Join us here next time on the Best Minutes Podcast. Good Good night. night. Hey, Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.